0: what's up everyone welcome to 49ers after dark this is jesse naylor grant Cone. we both have really good microphones and tonight we might just crank them up to 12 and talk really <laughs> soft how you doing man
1: <laughs> little asmr stream for all of you cool cats and kittens out there who really like
0: talking about football or listening to football at a quiet bitch at a NPR type. Yeah, I hey, wonder,
1: okay, here's what we should do, Grant. Let's let's test out this theory. One time, we won't tell anybody, but whenever we're going to give a take that we know will rile people up, we'll lower
0: our octaves and just super smooth and see what it does. I'm curious. Yeah, just go NPR status. That, yeah. I swear, that is one of my favorite things about your whole, I'm going to say, presentation. Like You're great at what you do in a million ways, but your voice is just so butter. It's butter. It is freaking you, butter. It's the that. best voice. I'm very envious of it because my voice is like, it like cracks. I'm 35 years old. I'm like, I have something to say. Why don't you just calm down? All right. Talking about whether uh, that I got worked up this morning. I had like two cups of coffee on an empty stomach. And then I went on with Rob and he gave me plenty of warning. He's like, look, I'm going to take you to task about Kyle." I was like, bring it on. And uh, for like 50 minutes, we were just really pushing each other's buttons. It was really with a smile on our faces. So I got worked up. I think I need to talk about some stuff and clarify some of the things I, I said. But we need to go straight there. We're going to work our way up. <laughs> right, First, right. like let's talk about like positives and stuff because I can yeah. just I think I would just hammered the negative at like nine a.m. Pacific before a lot of people had w- woken up. <laughs> so let's talk about good thing the Good thing the Niners do or have going for them, like the best value contracts. They're a big kind of a money ball team. They're very proud of yeah. the players who outperform the contracts they've given them. Who are the the principal players fit that description. Well, let's
1: let's go back and forth so that we don't take each other's I have I have five. So, if you take one of mine, I can throw somebody else in. I think number 1, uh, we're going to agree here. It's 100% Brock number Purdy. Th-
0: number 13. Yeah. He's got to uh, be He's, he's like, the biggest bargain in the in the in the league. He's already outplayed
1: the deal. Even if he doesn't play oh, another snap in the NFL right. ever, he's outplayed his deal. So, 100% Brock Purdy. Right, cuz there's no. never been a Mr. Irrelevant who's been like this uh no.
0: successful ever.
1: No. Never. Never, so that's that's the easy one. Let's get that one out of the way. You go ahead and give us one.
0: Uh, I was going to go with Brock Purdy, so I'm going to have to, of course, say Ross Dwelly. No, Jordan Mason. <laughs> Seriously, Jordan Mason, another undrafted free agent. Sure, yeah. running backs are a dime a dozen. You don't have to spend that much on him, but, I mean, him and, him and Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell's hurt a lot, but I'm going to say Jordan Mason. I mean, they're basically not paying him. He's, like, pledging. EBay. <laughs> he's pledging, yeah. <laughs> Maybe next year I'll be in the, you know, yeah.
1: But yeah. Sigma Alpha Niner, <laughs> Jordan Mason. There we Real go. Real quick, did you
0: see? Did you see the tight end you uh, footage today?
1: I a little bit, yeah. I saw the Trey Lance interviewing people and.
0: Doesn't it kind of George feel Carol like? Impression? Were you in a? Were you in a fraternity? No, no. He said with like a of course, look at me. Why? Why was I in a? Frater, I was in a fraternity. It was a phase, and. You'd have these parties, that's tight end you, and you'd have like the pledges as like, you know, waiters you don't pay. Going around, would you like a drink, miss? Would you like a drink? And it's like, yeah, why don't you get her a drink, man? And it's like, that's what Trey Lance felt like there at at tight end you. He was like, hey man, why don't you throw me this five-yard pass? Why don't you go up to Rob Gronkowski and like kiss his butt? It's like, does he really? Did you really need NFL quarterbacks to be throwing you these passes? Couldn't you have gotten right. literally anyone in the world? I could have done that. Yeah, it it was at least
1: from what we saw. Of course, we don't see everything, but it, it definitely seems like a get together. But that's neither here nor there. It, but it was interesting because Trey Lance was, well, he kind of played the George Kittle role. Like what George Kittle would do if, you know what I mean? He's going to go joke up and interview around. everybody like, what about the quarterback day? That was mm-hmm. a total George like Kittle that. setup. Come on.
0: And, and Kittle was like, well, uh, we talk about quarterbacks all the time, which was the most honest thing this dude has said on the record in years. We're going off topic here, but I want to talk about this. That's the whole point of yep. the Niners culture on the team and tight end you. We don't like the fact that it's a quarterback driven league. So, we're going to be the one team in the league that makes our quarterback a freaking pledge and makes everyone else more important. And we're going to win the unconventional way. Like, guys, I don't think that it's going to happen. One of these quarterbacks is going to have to be special for you to be special. But the Niners, George is in a lot of ways the voice of the team. And I think there's a big chip on his shoulder, the tight end, middle linebacker. Oh, everyone wants to talk about the quarterback. And I think that's why. Trey's been put through the gauntlet, man. Oh, you just got anointed? Three first-round picks? You think you're special? You think you're special? Not here!
1: <laughs>
0: I'm special! I play tight end! You got to wonder what George
1: Kittle thinks, though, when he has conversations with Kelsey, and obviously Mahomes is going to be brought up in those conversations. Then it's a small glimpse, but you see Josh Allen up close. It's like, man, these guys are... <laughs> we we think we have it good, those guys have it good. It's a whole yeah. different ballgame over there. So I, I don't know. I don't know how he thinks about that, but I'd be a little jealous.
0: Yeah, I, I, before we get back to our topic, I just been, this tight end you thing has been making me laugh. So it's been going on like, was It's the, the third year? At first yeah. it was like, this is great. He's raising awareness for a marginalized group in society. This is wonderful. But now it's like, wait, 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 wait. Like what? What is the point? It just feels like you're hijacking the news cycle at the end of June because you know nothing's going on. It's a great photo opportunity, but like, what are you actually doing other than schmoozing? And you know what it sounds like? Have you ever heard the term hobnobbing? Yes. This hobnobbing, <laughs> I, I'm gonna be in. Uh, I'm gonna be in uh, the Hamptons in a few weeks, and my yeah. friend that I grew up with in Oakland, like, runs the Hamptons. He's like, he's like a real estate dude out there. And I was like, man, can you give me a, a spot for like four nights? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just need to ask you some questions. Are you there to vacation? Are you there to hobnob? I was like, the fuck? What the fuck does <laughs> hobnob mean? Like we, I'm from Oakland. We don't hobnob out here. He's like, okay, okay, okay. That's what I thought. So like hobnob me is like intentionally running into famous people. Yeah. Like, I don't know how I got in that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't
1: know. <laughs> I... <laughs> This, uh, this one might go over a lot of people's heads, but I remember when Conor McGregor was going to fight Nathan Diaz for the first time and Conor McGregor had this movement coach and they would do all this weird looking movement in the park and Nate Diaz at the press conference is like, yeah, you're going to play more touch butt in the park. That's what this feels like. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> They're playing touch yeah, butt.
0: <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Just played a bunch of grab ass. It's just like, yeah. That's a bunch of grab ass for three days and they, they, you know, meet each other, exchange numbers. It's great for the tight ends. It just feels like f- Kittle flexing. Like, yeah, I'll bring, I'll bring my quarterbacks. They got to do what I say. I run this team. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'll bring my guys. Like, I, dude, you could have brought, you know, the, the high school quarterback in Nashville. He would have been stoked to do it, and he was there. Uh, but instead, you made Trey. Like, Trey could have been working out with Jeff Kirstensen this week.
1: Yeah, I would say that would You're be more important for Trey. That would Lance. be really yeah. great
0: for Trey. Yeah. But no, he had to. You see the clips? <laughs> Like great, here you go, George.
1: Anyway. It's all right. George came up and gave anyway. him a good look. He patted them on the elbows and made it seem tough for great. him. So that was good. Great. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll say okay. I'll say this about tight end you just real quick because I don't know what, it, what how good it is for the quarterbacks, but for the tight ends, he is setting up something good because he's getting a lot of names out there. It Exposure. seems like young tight ends that are coming up through college really enjoy going through this. And yes, it's probably nothing more than a big fraternity, but he's getting these people noticed. So. I will say it's doing some good. I don't know what the hell Trey Lance has to be there for, though. I see I'm, why I'm, he passed up on it last year. I'll just say that.
0: Yeah. It's like a waste of time. I'm waiting for one tight end ever to say that he improved or he got paid or he got drafted because of tight end you. What one? I'm waiting for that day. <laughs> Man, this changed my life. I was just cruising along. I was in, I was in the right lane. You know, my life was going nowhere. My career was going nowhere. Then I went to tight end you. I heard George Kittle speak for 15 minutes about his release. I was like, oh my God, now I make $15 <laughs> million dollars a year. Thank you, George Kittle. Like, it's like an Everest College commercial. Like, what are you doing? You doing nothing? You just sitting around doing nothing? Come to tight end university.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'd say it's probably better for those young kids to get a glimpse with like Kelsey or Gronkowski or Greg Olson, maybe those types of guys. You know, you maybe ain't doing shit. You're there. sitting
0: at home, you're doing shit. You're, not, you're not eating grilled cheese sandwiches. Watch come down to tight end university, all right? <laughs> Make something of yourself. Teach how to block a little bit, run some routes.
1: It's like Monsters University, but in real life, I love it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. So, okay. Back to the topic. Three best uh, best value contracts. Yeah. Yeah, Jordan Mason, Brock Purdy. uh Uh-huh. Talanoa
1: Hufunga. Ooh. Two years, 930K annual value. I think that's a pretty damn good contract for for a guy that was an all-pro last year.
0: Mm, Yeah. I'd have to say that's a great call. <laughs> I should have went there. with him over Jordan Mason. Uh okay. All right. Okay. How about Aaron Banks for one point nine? Oh, you stole my next one. That's a nice <laughs> that one. I mean, he's a solid starting left guard who could yep. be even better this year. Uh, and he's making nothing. Ah, a little bit more than nothing. Yeah, one point eight, it's pretty
1: damn good. Pretty damn this, good. Yeah, I'll take it.
0: I'll take it. After this taxes, next one. Though,
1: Yeah, yeah. this next one is a little bit higher, Grant. It's not going to be in the super cheap range, but it's still very... I think the value is there for this player, especially because it's a three-year deal at this annual value. $5.3 annual value, Dre Greenlaw. Mm -hmm. They got him on a steal. Remember, they extended him right after the Bears game, where he played pretty bad, actually. Yeah. So they got him on a really good deal and then he almost turned into an all-pro last year. I think he was one vote away from being an all-pro himself. So I think that's a really really good deal especially to have it for 3 years.
0: Love that. Uh yes, good call. Hmm. Who else we got? Cleveland Farrell? No, no. Well, obviously Brandon Ayuk. He's going to get paid big yeah. money, but 3.9 yeah. million for Brandon Ayuk like he's cheaper than Javon Kinlaw. He's Even cheaper than Sam Donald. Yeah. He's cheaper than Use Eusche- Cheaper that's than crazy. use check, dog. Cheaper than that's Lance. Crazy. Three times as cheap as Trey Lance. I mean, Brandon Ayuk. I, I I sincerely hope that Kyle Shanahan does right by by Ayuk. And so far, Ayuk, uh, Kyle has come through for every one of his weapons in a contract here. Debo, you need to get paid. I got you. Kittle, you need to get paid. I got you. It's Ayuk's turn. They keep saying that he's like next in line to be to have a breakout year. All he needs is the freaking targets, and that's not Kyle. So please. Kyle,
1: he earned he's it. He's not on these Cabo Clicks, so I'm curious to see how it plays out. I'm sure they'll get him paid, but
0: uh, I don't know. I, I can see Brandon being the, like, the kind of guy being like, no, I don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to go. I'm, he's just kind of like antisocial in a way that I like. Yeah. I like Yeah, that. he is. I don't know. But not a, not, a, not a self-promoter, not a politician. I love that. I love Brandon. I don't even think he likes me, but I like Brandon Ayuk. Me. How,
1: I mean, how can you not like Brandon Ayuk?
0: I love that man.
1: <laughs> yeah. Great guy. He's, he's incredible. And he, he does have so a cool. lot of Jimmy Ward qualities, which I know you yes. love Jimmy Ward. So that yeah, makes a lot of guy. sense.
0: Independent thinker. But yeah. I also like Jimmy Ward was cool. Jimmy Ward always had a smile. You can, he's a killer on the field, but you never know it. Like Brandon Ayuk is mad all the time. And I don't know why, but I love it. He just walks he's around boring. pissed off. It's yeah. so cool. That's what I think. <laughs> Certain football players like that's a persona in football, and I just love that he embodies that. Like, nah, fuck this. Like, he was the guy that got in Fred Warner's face. Like, I don't like the way you've been acting the last few days. Now you got to deal with me. He's like forty pounds smaller than Fred Warner, and he had no fear. I love this man. Love this guy. I want to be Brandon Ayuk when I grow up. It's me. all. It's almost
1: like he if Debo wasn't on this team or Debo didn't exist. Now Debo gets his name
0: because of the way he plays. But he Brandon Ayuk, Debo. Could be Debo. like Just the way yeah, he acts. Yeah, exactly. He carries himself. Debo gets the name because he like how he runs after the catch and he's tough mm-hmm. to tackle. But just in terms of like the angry surliness, like bullying, it's Ayuk. Yeah. Ayuk. Yeah. Like Debo's Debo's kind of, uh, he's I don't know. Like, I don't know. What is it? not. he people to like a him. lot of his personality
1: from Emmanuel Sanders. Because remember, Emmanuel Sanders was on this team. He was kind of his mentor. So now he does, you know, listens to the music and dances in the huddles. And, you know, that's just his style. So
0: Good point. And Sanders is very polished. Just like Fred Warner,
1: though. Like Fred Warner and Greenlaw, they got it from Quan Alexander. Fred Warner was not this guy before Quan Alexander. Quan Alexander, I think we as fans, you don't care, but we as fans really should thank Quan Alexander. I know that he was kind of a bust in terms of what what they paid him and brought him in, but as far as the swagger he brought to those young linebackers, I think that still exists because of him.
0: More about, back to Brandon Ayuk. Uh, One of the more things I like about him, he chooses his words very carefully when he answers questions. He doesn't just give out cliches. He doesn't just spit out the first thing that comes to his mind. You can see him saying, what should I say? How should I say this? You got to appreciate anyone who answers a question like that man brandon if you're watching i would love your autograph i'm just kidding
1: it's probably because he knows if he spits it out the way he actually wants to say it it might cause some trouble so he's like which is "Uh, why i I love this man it's like
0: oh you got your own perspective nice
1: i love i think we might know not okay not necessarily but if they give him a captain's patch this year then we know where this is headed He's going to he get hasn't get missed a big practice, time. hasn't missed a game. How could you
0: it. not give him? How could you not? I agree. How I agree. could you not? I would like to see that. All right. Uh, who else this year? Mm, I what couldn't Christian think McCaffrey's of any cap more. number Is three point four? That's crazy. Who? I don't know what. McCaffrey's cap number this year is three point four. Is that is that
1: real? Yeah, I was looking at average annual average, uh, average value. Uh, value. Yeah, his his average is ten point six, but for that's, this year it was uh, a low number. Yeah. That's true. How about
0: Mitch Wisnowski? I mean, wow. 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 Man. Wow. What he Taber Pepper? No, that that that's gotta be the worst contract on the team. No offense to Tabor, but they're giving him like he's making like four three times what Brock Purdy's making. I mean Tabor Pepper. Tabor what Pepper's is he, making his cap number. One point uh, one point two plus. One point freaking two.
1: Wow. Tabor, man. Gee, get paid. Yeah.
0: He's making get more paid. than Ross Dwelly, Charlie Warner, Spencer. He's making more than Spencer Burford. He's wow. Making more than than Lenore. More, more, I would say Burford's a good contract cap number. too. fungus cap number too. is one million. Freaking yeah. Tabers is two one point two. You man, you gotta love that guy, man.
1: That's crazy. They should do an
0: MTV Cribs with Taylor Tabor Pepper. <laughs> he's so actually dumb. a
1: really good personality, man. I've I've had him on before and he is he's funny. He's a really funny dude. I I'll give him credit for that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he tried to get my credential pulled after the thing with Kinlaw. Though. So, but I will, I'm will i not going to hold okay. that against him, though. Oh, okay. I don't remember. I'm not going to hold it against him. I mean, you know, <laughs> hey, no one's perfect. <laughs> have we missed? Have we got Wisnowski? We got... We got um, I think that's it for me, yeah. I think that's... Okay. Nice says, Tida you U also is a fundraiser. 2022, they raised 681000 to support Boys and Girls Clubs of America. That is great. That is great. And that just further confirms that it's a fraternity party. I mean, that's what we did we said it was for a good cause (laughs) and it was
1: lebron james raised a lot when he had his decision i'll say that
0: i wasn't the social chair but there was always some type of charity involved i think i think that's how we i mean fraternities are charitable organizations right it's all for a good cause jewish guy says i finally figured out how to super chat thank you that was very generous (laughs) jewish guy says ba and the new kicker moody yeah, new kicker. Yeah, I,
1: we'll we'll, uh, we'll see. We'll see if he's a well, good he, value. Got a kick in the regular be season the, first.
0: He's supposed to be the discount value of Robbie Gould, but we'll have to see how that goes. He mm. he kicked a 63 yarder in practice though, Jesse. That's, That's true. He, All That's right, true. moving on. Some teams have a quarterback. Other teams have a quarterback room filled with multiple quarterbacks. What's better?
1: I, I think my first inclination is to go, oh, this is obvious, quarterback. Of course you want the quarterback.
0: And oh, I'm, I'm take
1: Curveball, curveball,
0: but curveball. He tipped think, his
1: pitch. I think more than ever, quarterback room is starting to enter the conversation because you're seeing quarters... How many quarterback injuries were there last year? I mean, it was all over the league. Of course, the 49ers, they're going to get their fair share every year. But every quarterback, like, hurts, missed games... Um, Dak, we know, has missed a year. Lamar went out. Allen, they just didn't have a good option. So they, he played through a UCL injury. We almost saw Patrick Mahomes miss time in the playoffs. So quarterbacks are, are getting injured. Stafford, they're getting injured at, a, at an astronomical rate right now. And so qu- quarterback room is starting to make a push. Why? But it still comes down to that number one quarterback. That's yeah. the most important thing. Now, sometimes you get lucky like Green push. Bay did. With Favre and Rodgers, or the of Niners did with Steve Young and and Joe Montana, but that is so few and far between. Give me the elite quarterback over a quarterback room where three guys are roughly the same.
0: My question is, why are these quarterbacks getting hurt so much? And I'm sure there's a lot of reasons, a lot of reasons. But I think one of them is that these quarter, these uh, offensive genius coaches who are like 35, 40, 45, I think they kind of look at the game like madden like they're expert madden players and they're all in it about the x's and o's and the play calling of it and they kind of look at their players as you know replaceable and almost like not real and so the whole emphasis of protecting them isn't there like the niners in particular are like top 10 in, in injuries every year and they just like they just shrug it off like mm, it's football like it's what happens it's how we play we're very physical like okay um you know, so I, I think it's maybe the, the fact that these types of coaches have kind of become the, the big hot thing right now, like these quarterbacks are becoming collateral damage. All I know is in Seattle, Pete Carroll, who's not the new thing, he's like almost 80 years old, but that dude, I mean, his starting quarterbacks have missed three games due to injury in the last hmm. like 11 years. And it's not like he has a great offensive line. Like he must be doing something right. I'm not saying it's it's always the coach's fault when a quarterback gets hurt, but if you can do what Pete's doing, there must be things you can do to protect your quarterback better that I think some coaches privately are like, you know what? I'm not willing to do those things or I don't even know how.
1: Yeah, there's got to be something to that because quarterbacks, the league is protecting quarterbacks more than ever. <laughs> we see the craziest penalties come their way. We're like, what? Can you even touch the quarterback anymore? can you even breathe
0: on him. Quarterbacks are getting injured more than ever. How how is that happening? Well, like, how can if you ask Tyler Croft to block Hassan Reddick, and then when the, your quarterback is hurt, be like, "Well, I, I don't know what happened." Like, well, yeah, then it's gonna keep happening. I mean, at some point, it's 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 on you a little bit. It's, it's not all bad luck. Oh darn, Hassan Reddick beat Tyler Croft. Darn! Why did anyone tell me that could happen? I thought that was a perfectly fine matchup, but no, you didn't tell me, did you? You're fired. That reminds me, like. uh it'd be like it'd be like shooter mcgavin just firing his caddy because he missed a shot or something like, <laughs> yeah, right, why didn't right. you tell me to use the eight iron
1: shooter <laughs> i just may go by the bay it's <laughs> a good movie i love that movie such yeah. a good movie uh yeah i think going back to the the eagles purdy situation you know i I tend to lean on. Hey, Purdy could step up in the pocket. He could have gotten rid of the ball earlier. However, I think both can be true. I still think it right. was a bad decision right. by Kyle. Right. Like, but yeah. you know what I mean. Purdy yeah. definitely should have stepped up. Definitely for should sure. have released the ball earlier. But he shouldn't have been in that position anyways because he was a rookie was quarterback. And and You've seen it coming. You're like, you come could on, have ran knew. the ball.
0: It was yeah. second and six on the first drive, <laughs> and, and then like, he it to Josh Johnson it. like two plays later. Again, so here's the thing. So let's go to the Niners again. You have an issue with keeping quarterbacks healthy. I mean, it's yeah. been an issue for a long time. How do you address this issue? Do you, A, improve your offensive line, or B, get add a bunch quarterbacks. of quarterbacks and expect them to get hurt? <laughs> you went with B. Are you kidding? What? what? How do you do that? Seattle doesn't do that. You went with B? Are you kidding me? <laughs> you literally let your offensive line get worse, and went with B. And we're taking it seriously. Like, oh yeah, no, that's that could work out. I think. Let's see how that goes. That could really work out. It's a perfectly fine decision. I'm sorry. I think it's a little silly. <laughs> okay. you yeah, you, let's let's get just injured. Get,
1: just get five of them. Middle. Yeah, it'll, we it'll got figure four. Out.
0: We got four. We're good. Well, we're good. All right, sweet. You could have gotten offensive alignment too. That's another thing. Try that next year. If this doesn't work, go the other way next year.
1: And they will next year because Trent Williams will probably retire. And then it's like, okay, well, they lost their best offensive linemen. So now they got to replace them. That's when when we'll take care of it. That's how it's going to work. I don't
0: know. I don't know. Okay. So, yeah, it's great. It's great to have depth at every position. But um, if you can't keep your quarterback healthy, it's hard to take you seriously as like a a, a Super Bowl contender. If that's something you can't do ever. And it's like, well, we know we're going to be on our backup at some point. But it's cool because we can win with our backup. Like, yeah, to a point. To a point. And that was even true with Brock. Like, we all love Brock. But what you could always say a lot of times on this team, the backup's going to come in. There's going to be no tendencies on him. He's going to light it up. But you're like, okay, well, how long is this going to last? And for Brock, it was eight games. And then he got hurt. And you could say, well, that was was a fluke. Or you could say he should have stepped up in the pocket. I don't know. So now when he comes back, his arm isn't going to be as good. Or it'll be as good or, or maybe not as good. And he wouldn't have had any time this year to work on anything new. So he won't right. be better. And there will be tendencies on him. You don't. People don't understand how smart defensive coaches are. And how important tendencies are. If you have an idea of what a guy does on second and four to like it, they break it down. They know your tendency. They didn't know. Now they're going to know. It's going to be harder for him. I'm just saying. I think... <laughs>
1: I think a lot of people are overlooking the, this aspect of it. What you just said, Brock Purdy doesn't have an off to actually improve. He's rehabbing. And rehabbing. so if you're staying the same, you're getting worse. That's the way that this correct works. And so for Brock Purdy, we're not saying this is his ceiling, like he's never going to get better, but as fans this to expect that he's going to get better immediately this season, now week one,
0: I, I think that's an uh, impossible it's fair. expectation. Exactly. And when he doesn't live up to that impossible expectation, our fans are going to be like, oh, Brock, he's done. Because that's how fickle the Niners are. He could come back, lose two games, not look as good as last year, get benched, Trey I'm comes like, yeah, in, we'll lights Sam it Arnold. up. And, or Darnold, one of the two comes in and it's like, Brock, who? Sorry, yeah. man, you were last year. That's how they are. And I'm sure he they knows are, that. Yeah. Yeah. So.
1: That would be unfortunate. That,
0: that <laughs> I would. just can't get over the fact that the Seahawks. I was looking at them like they've had like they've had a their quarterback go to the Pro Bowl ten of the last eleven years, and they've only had like they always play all the games. There must be something Pete Carroll's doing right, and everyone looks at him as like, oh, he's so stodgy. He's a defensive coach. It's like, ah, oh, okay, he's a head coach. He's a real head coach, and he's been making life easy on his quarterbacks since I was in high school. Like he made Matt Leinert yeah. look good.
1: It's true. He, he made, made Matt look Barkley really good.
0: look good. Those guys were trash, absolute trash. Um, so it's something he's someone I want to look into what he's doing. No, you're years you're old.
1: no, you're absolutely right about that. He definitely makes guys look really good, and he does keep yeah. them healthy for whatever reason. Gets I don't no know credit if that's for a it. luck thing or, or I said what,
0: it but. on on Twitter. You're not on Twitter anymore, but I tweeted today. I said. Pete Carroll has developed two Pro Bowl quarterbacks and he's not an offensive coach or even an offensive genius. And everyone's like, oh, oh he didn't develop them. Like, well, <laughs> he, he, he put together the circumstances for those guys to flourish, at, you know? Like, what the fuck was Geno Smith doing before he got to Seattle? Okay, let, let's, let's go with that for a second. Let's say yeah. he, he didn't develop
1: them. Okay, he didn't develop them. But one thing he did do... Is he knew the right quarterback to play before everybody else? Because what did they do? They signed, who did they sign from the Packers before they drafted Russell Wilson? Exactly. And they gave him a big contract and who'd they start? Russell Wilson, Wilson, Russell Wilson, the franchise guy. What do they do? They get rid of him before the league knew he was, he was bad, got a haul for him. And was like, yeah, Gino's pretty good. You'll see Mm -hmm. Mm Gino's good. So, he may not develop, but he has an eye for the quarterback position a
0: lot more than Kyle does at this point. So, but far. hold on, hold on. So, like when I say like, "Hey, Kyle can't develop a quarterback," I get all kind of stuff like, "Well, it's not Kyle's responsibility. That's not his job. They mm-hmm. have to do it in offseason. You got your personal head <laughs> coach." So, like, he, so like that he's he doesn't have that. He doesn't have to do it. But then I say, "Okay, well, this coach over here somehow put the pieces in place for these guys to flourish," and they're like, "Well, he didn't develop them." So, okay, so Kyle doesn't have to develop quarterbacks, but this guy who did doesn't get credit for it. Andy Reid never gets credit for
1: developing Mahomes. He traded up for Mahomes, then went to his college, incorporated a lot of the air raid offense into his scheme to make things easier for Patrick Mahomes. But he didn't develop him. He just stumbled upon him. It was blind, dumb luck, I guess, that he got Mahomes. No, he developed him, just like the Bills
0: developed Josh Allen. They just let him play. How many through being quarterbacks to went to their first them. how many quarterbacks went to their first Pro Bowl under Kyle? RG3 Schaub. So no one in tw- 10, 11 years? First Pro Bowl like Matt Ryan been to Pro Bowls before he played with yeah, that's true. Kyle. Yeah. Like I, Russell Wilson never went to a Pro Bowl. I mean it was I mean, he got drafted by it. But but Gino yeah. went to nothing. Oh, Gino Turning was- someone from nothing to something. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. won a Super Bowl with Russell Wilson when he was twenty five. That's kind of impressive. Could Kyle do that? that is kind of super- I, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, maybe. Kyle Kyle does
1: a lot really really well, but a quarterback lot. is not not that thing. It, not yet anyways.
0: And that's the thing like Jordan Rodriguez, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Um Jordan Rod- Rodriguez, Rodriguez, I'm sorry. I'm not I'm not purposely mispronouncing it, but she's very famous. She works for the Athletic and she's doing an oral history with McVay and Kyle um yeah. all about, you know, the greatness of their system or maybe not that. I mean, I think she, I think she's trying to do like the full picture and I respect that. But when you're talking about an offensive coaching staff, an offensive tree and how much they've accomplished and how great they are, you really need to acknowledge the quarterback position. Cause it's that's a huge gap and it's the center of yeah. the freaking puzzle.
1: They don't have it. I'm I'm curious to see what LaFleur does with Jordan Love. I want to see what that looks Interesting. like. Interesting. Right, because that's been his
0: little project for like
1: what? Yeah two, three, three years, three years. That, that'll that kind of tell us because if if he was able to to develop him from beginning to end and, and do it right, and then McVay was able to get Stafford, and I yeah. don't know, I'm just, I'm just saying it seems like everybody in the trees figured out the quarterback thing, but not necessarily
0: Kyle, so we'll see. I'm going to say, like, it, it seems like McVay understands, like, I don't need to be messing around with young quarterbacks. Like, just get me Stafford. Like, he was developed. And then when Stafford's gone, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he went out and got... Kirk cousins or something Kirk like cousins like, might be there yeah, next year Exactly so I, I think McVay has enough self-awareness to be like i'm not wasting time i'm not going to i'm not going to like hope and pray and then get to the super bowl and score 3 points because Jared Goff just isn't ready like i'm not going to let that happen right. Good for him Kyle you need to have that epiphany too you beat the Rams to the punch on McCaffrey, but not Stafford. Like, come on, man, be a little more well, serious. Well, the whole about offense changed. The, uh, yeah, they they turned into
1: a three wide receiver offense. They they uh-huh. ran three wide receiver sets more than anybody in the league the year uh-huh. after
0: being a run first team. They lost they in the Super all. Bowl and scored three points because the Patriots figured out how to stop the jet sweep, yeah. and the Rams were like, "Oh, well, that's our entire offense. We can't do anything <laughs> else." Now they don't even run the ball anymore. Yeah,
1: yeah, like, motion doesn't
0: even matter to them. Like Niners are so cute on offense like here we are we're in this oh oh, oh, now we're in a different formation (gasps) we changed our formation oh and now he's in motion and now he's in motion it's like you guys have all the best players like why are you doing this we have all the best players why it doesn't matter you could go fast you could just line up and play and the rams do that or they did when they won the super bowl when they won super Bowl, when they were healthy that one time but
1: you know what you know what the offense reminds me of or when you at least when you talk about the (laughs) what it reminds me of it's like when i was young and i would play like horse or pig with my dad And he was tall, so and I, you know, I'm in fifth grade, so I'm not that tall yet. And he would do a stupid shot, like, okay, I'm gonna stand on the curb and like fall forward and drop the ball on the hoop. Your turn, and I'm like, I can't, I can't even like I'm not (laughs) even tall enough to get it around the rim. And then once all of a sudden I get older and good at basketball, it's like, okay, well, that crap doesn't actually work anymore. But it was it was cute while last it was cute. No, that's what it was. The Niners have
0: by far the cutest offense in the NFL. (laughs) The (laughs) Niners fans gonna hate me for that. It's also good. There's nothing wrong with cute, but it is so cute. It is astounding. <laughs> and has it's like adorable.
1: And stuff on them. It's <laughs> hearts,
0: Care Bears. Just the little details. Buddy you rabbits, know what I mean? daisies. It's like, yeah, man. It's like a, a note from a girl, but like all the like eyes have like hearts on them and stuff. Yeah, so, oh, yeah, yeah, you know what, yeah. what I mean? And like she cut off the edges of the of the paper and stuff. So it's like, oh man. She used like different colors and stuff. It's like they're so cute. Oh my god. She really thought about it. That's Kyle's offense, man. Like, you don't have oh, to pee. Like, just just freaking wing it, man. Shoot from the hip <laughs> once. Your team is so good, man. I don't get it. I don't get it. He's so self-conscious. Maybe he's just a romantic at heart.
1: What's funny is I don't even necessarily believe that's true about his offense. But the way that you talk about it, it's like, oh, let's, let's run with this. This is funny to me. Let's go.
0: Sorry. You're right. Okay, let's move on. Give me one area of opportunity for the best players on the Niners. We can go back and forth, but you, you yeah. need a player. We'll talk about where they can, I don't know, an area okay. of opportunity.
1: Let's yeah. start with Debo Samuel because he's put a lot of pressure on himself this offseason, in my opinion, and I love that. Mm-hmm. I think great players, most great players tend to find a way to put a chip on their shoulder or feel slighted in some way, and I feel like he's really put that pressure on himself, so I love to see that. Mm-hmm. The one area of me for Debo that I would love to see him improve is effort. And I mean effort when he's not getting the ball. Yeah, can you carry out a play fake? Can you be? Th- Why is it every time you're breaking a long run, Brandon Ayuk is 15 yards downfield, making you. sure that you get there? Why don't you do that for Brandon Ayuk just one time? Can I see that? Thank
0: you, man. Someone needed to say that. Brandon Ayuk is like constantly being wrenched in and out of the freaking doghouse because of some little thing he did or didn't do away from the right. play. Like, this guy has to be above reproach with his effort on every block, every clear-out route. And yet, Debo Samuel jogs through the game, literally jogs through the game unless he's getting the ball. Come on. I would like, yeah, I'm with you on that. And like, hey, when Purdy went down on that fateful play, a million things went wrong on that play. But one of the things was Debo Samuel not selling that ghost motion end around. If you don't know what that jargon means, go back and watch the play. It has Debo Samuel running around like he's going to get the end around, and it was supposed to slow down Hassan Redick. He's running right at him, but Debo's clearly (laughs) jogging, knowing he's not going to get the ball, and it doesn't affect anyone on the play. He's basically not doing anything.
1: So he has Mm -hmm. what talking about. Yep. Okay, so we agree on that one. We agree on that one. I
0: like it. Okay. George Kittle, Mr. Tight end. Oh, but but there's more for Debo, though. One more area Okay, let's go. Okay. Staying healthy staying everyone's like man when he's healthy he's the best okay but like how often does he do that because i does it and i'm not here's the thing if you get hurt a lot it's not your fault Like, i'm not blaming players for getting injured that's pretty messed up football yeah uh, injuries injuries happen in football but the ability to stay healthy while playing football is a skill even even though there's bad luck if you can avoid a lot of that bad luck and somehow play all the games that's a real skill and debo hasn't shown it yet so i'd like to see if he can like Prove that it's just been bad luck. Put his best foot forward. Be in shape and not get hurt. But also control your control the controllables. There are things you can
1: control. You can't control getting hurt, but you can control being in shape and putting yourself in the best position to not get hurt. Right. And I think that's what I'm talking that's about. That's what I'm talking about.
0: And I don't think he's been. I don't think he has consistently done that. I think Ayuk has. Oh, sure, I like to see that with for Debo. for sure, for sure. Okay. Let's Is there anything Ayuk. else you want to add? Let's talk Ayuk. Oh, oh Ayuk. yeah, with Debo. There's one more. There's one more with Debo. You got another one? I don't have another one. Catch the damn ball, Debo. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: That's a concentration thing. That's, yeah. I I I know. know
0: Catch the damn ball. And then when we go
1: to Ike, I was going to say the same thing. Catch the damn ball. Catch the ball. That's what I was going to say, too. Yes. You got it. Catch the damn ball, man. This team in general needs to improve that. That's, That's a big, big issue right now. And it's, you see it more with Lance because obviously he throws the ball harder and, you know, his his finger was messed up, and so you got a lot of yeah. wobble, whatever. But even with Jimmy, who throws a very catchable ball, Brock Purdy, who throws a very catchable ball, they drop the ball way too much, way too much. And that fact, is so interesting
0: that you bring that up because a lot of people tried to write off Trey Lance early in his career like, oh, he can't, they're dropping his passes. They drop everyone's passes, all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except for Kittle. Everybody's. Everybody's. For Kittle. I'll give, I'll, kill, I'll give, Kittle I, I literally
1: lost, I lost my fantasy football league by 0.2 points. Because Brandon Ayuk against Seattle had the the little easy like ten yard catch and just dropped it and that was it. It didn't mean anything in the game. They were gonna win, but that was the difference between me winning a thousand dollars and not. So I'm a little upset with Brandon Ayuk.
0: Right Sorry. Now. Yeah, I think Jawan Jennings catch the damn ball, man. The Three <laughs> of you. You guys could be. You guys could be as good as any trio of wide receivers in the league if you just caught the damn ball. The three for of sure. you. Like all, the goal for you is drop percentage below five. All of you. Like but Debo they all make Debo, amazing Debo catches. Would... Exactly, make... you have it it's in you. To... You have it in you. You can do yeah. it. It's just yeah. concentration. Like you all could do it. And I think that's the goal. You, you it's not a physical limitation of any of you. It's just do better.
1: Like if they've got to go up and get the ball and make a one-handed grab, they can it's going to happen they guaranteed. Yeah, it's crazy. Jawan
0: Jennings drops 12% of his targets. Come on, man.
1: That's a lot. That's, that's more much. That's, that's 1.2 out of every 10. Times. That's so many. Yes. Ugh. That's bad. Yes. So okay. they could do better. Okay. Who else we talk? Okay, about? George Kittle. George Kittle. Finding mm-hmm. the end zone. He did it last year. Did yeah. a great job of it last year. But Kelsey has five seasons or more of eight plus touchdowns. Kittle has one. And that was mm-hmm. last year. So it was great. It happened last year. I want to see it happen again. Be a threat in the red zone. Find the end zone. That's what I want to see. I got a thought. Down.
0: I like that. I got a thought. I think this is an opportunity for Kyle and how he uses Kittle, because I don't really think he's been very creative with how he's used Kittle in his career. It took really Brock Purdy to get him the ball in the end zone, but I would like to see Kyle use Kittle more as a wide receiver.
1: Split him out wide and go one-on-one with small. I like that. Okay. I mean,
0: Andy Reid's been doing that with Kelsey for a long time, and I feel like, yeah, like, George is a good blocker, but he was better three, four years ago. To me, he's way leaner than he used to be and i think this is the correct progression for his body as he gets older i i I don't think that was sustainable and now i think he's trying to be have a little longevity so if he i mean i'm guessing he weighs like 235 if that looking at his legs he he's so fast he's such a good receiver you could get guys to block i would like to see his receiving you know featured more because he has the best freaking hand-eye coordination on the team. He's six foot four. He's a monster after the catch. He's really good, and they've been using him as like a blocker forever. Now you got Cam Latu as well. Like enough, man. Split him out. He could be your. He could be your uh, slot receiver. Yeah. You could have twenty-two personnel with him in the slot, and it looks like eleven. You know, or twelve personnel. Excuse me, twelve personnel.
1: Yeah. 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 I I agree with that. If you could, if you, especially towards the end zone, you don't have to do it all the way down the field, but when you get inside the five, inside the 10, let him use his size. Let it, it almost makes you wonder though, because just because you're big, it doesn't mean you have that in you. Some players innately have that. Steve Smith's a great example of this, not a big wide receiver, but man, if you gave him a 50, 50 ball, he was coming down with that. Oh yeah. There are big receivers that, that don't have that ability. So Maybe that's not really in his arsenal. I don't. I haven't seen. I can't recall many jump balls in George Kittle's career that I can think of off the top of my head. Maybe one or Agreed. two. So Agreed. I don't know. But I don't know if it's in four. a skill
0: set. He's still 6'4". and if you split him out, like who's going to be guarding him?
1: At least box box out. I see what you're saying. You know, yeah. you could at least do the box out thing against the nickel corner type. And it doesn't
0: work. You always have Ross Dwelly, so it one of the others. One or, other, one or two. <laughs> that's true. Ross Dwelly, does? I think, actually does have that ability. So. He does. He'll just never, ever get a chance to display an actual game. No, definitely not. Definitely not. No. What about Fred Warner?
1: I've got one for Fred Warner. This one was tough for me. uh, Fred Warner, for me, I would say the big play. And what I mean by that, in his career, he's been very steady, but he has a total of 20 and a half sacks and forced Mm. turnovers combined. So you Mm -hmm. basically are making four Big plays, game-changing plays a season, four Mm. or five uh, at that pace. So he's all—he's very steady. He definitely, you know, he'll get his hands on the ball. He'll break things up. But it's it's like the game-changing, if you get the interception or a big sack. And he doesn't blitz a lot. So, you know, the sacks may not. But I would like to see him force a couple more turnovers in a season.
0: I think that's a really good call. I'm going to just sort of piggyback off of what you said. He makes a lot of plays. He plays really deep. He plays very mm-hmm. deep zone coverage. It's hard to throw over the middle against him. He had 10 pass breakups last year. Uh, his four picks in his career, um, 35 pass breakups in his career. It's really hard to throw on him, but he doesn't mm-hmm. make that many plays on the other side of the line of scrimmage. He just doesn't. And yep. I mean, the best linebackers of all time do. Willis did, Bowman did. This guy, he had I mean, this guy. Fred Warner had two sacks last year and three tackles for loss. That's it. Yep. So some of that's schematic. A lot of it's schematic. So I'd now I think with Steve Wilkes, knowing his history, he likes to bring pressure from all different places. He's looking at his linebacker core; it's the best in the league, and they don't—they're not asked to blitz. Okay, well that's going to change. So I think it's an opportunity. I'm not saying he can't do it. I think he can do it. I do uh, too. I think it's something he did more with Sala than with D'Amico. So it's more the coordinator's choice. Let's see.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. You do you do you want to go for Trent
0: Williams? <laughs> Oh yeah, where can we start? Where can we start? How about how about how about an opportunity to practice this offseason. You haven't done that yet. Didn't do it last year. An opportunity to be in real peak tip tip top peak shape week 1 and not try to sort of get yourself in a shape, you know, mid-season and then you get that in- injury and then you're working your way into it. Then you get there and then you just tip plays the entire season. So that your PFF grade is good, be you know the rest of the offense be damned. Those are three things to work on right there for the the best left tackle in the game. <laughs> not anymore, though, in my opinion. Andrew Thomas. Yeah, I man. I don't. I don't know. He's,
1: <laughs> I I wasn't gonna go with the if shape you have stuff. To the chipping plays was if the if only thing to, I like, had.
0: Not it's not cheating, but if you have to like cheat a little bit to win your matchups and tip plays, then how good are you really? Are you really the best if you have to do that? Why? I'm not saying you're not good, but are you the best? Like, the other dudes around the league aren't doing that, and they're winning. Trent. I don't think he likes me anymore.
1: At least he's not cheating know. like the Eagles' right tackle is, which
0: yeah. I love how they terrible. Just-
1: and then, and then I loved how everybody talked about it as if the, this was normal. Oh no, no, no! It's completely what? within uh, the rules. No, it's not. Stop acting. No, it's. You, we're not that dumb. Come on, don't, don't act like he's not getting a jump every snap. Lane, Lane Johnson's name. It it escaped me for a second. Let's not act like he's not getting a jump on every snap. He's absolutely rocking backwards and putting his foot back before the ball is snapped. Stop, stop lying. We see it. It's True. obvious true okay
0: any more players who we got uh what about bosa is there anything for bosa you can think of an opportunity for him to pace himself a little bit and make a bigger impact in the playoffs how about that that's exactly dude what dude was i was on a thinking. tear yeah dude was on a tear to break the record or be you know he was on mm-hmm. a tear for personal accolades and i think he ran out of gas, gas like around week 16
1: yeah in three so, nfc championship games and one super bowl he has two and a half combined sacks and that tells me that he's wearing out towards the end of the season and it you know, may not be his fault right like they're they may just be asking a lot for, from him maybe he's getting you know double team and chip because other people aren't doing their jobs but i would like to see some of that translate into the biggest game of the season
0: we were on the same page on that one
1: there we go i think that's I like it, it for me okay Okay, the okay, CMC one I had was actually for Kyle, but it was like, hey, CMC, like use your cachet and go tell Kyle not to run you 30 times a game. How about that?
0: <laughs> you know what's crazy is that David Shaw did that to McCaffrey in college. How do you do That's that true. to an amateur athlete? It, He's not the, getting paid. Now he is. But back yeah, then, now. Maybe, yeah. maybe it was under the table. I don't actually. know Pro- Probably. But, was. Actually, I doubt wrong. his
1: family needed the money i'm sure they Good weren't point. getting paid actually at
0: stanford yeah i just don't think they would do stuff like that it just no. seems wrong david baker says who has the most upside me <laughs> <laughs> so, for sure i like jesse's hat though so maybe jesse i, I didn't notice that it had the little thing i like the little and it's the um, corduroy that's nice they 80s style back. 90s yeah very nice yep sean says, Grant, Kyle needs you to hold his feet to the fire. I mean, I've been trying for seven years. I don't think he cares. I don't, th- I don't think he's going to grow. So he can grow. But you need a bigger platform to get it done. If you had a first-take type platform, would you hold the line with your criticism? Oh, yeah. If ESPN gives me a full-time job, I'm still coming at Kyle every day. The problem is I don't think the rest of the country cares.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably not.
0: <laughs> I don't think they do. You, could, like, you Yeah, could but what be like, about the Cowboys?
1: Hold on. Hold on now. Hear me out. You could be what Skip Bayless is to LeBron James, but to
0: Kyle Shanahan. And Kyle almost is that famous, and I don't know why. Maybe <laughs> if Kyle actually wins a Super Bowl, then my career will take off. I'm rooting for Kyle. His stock, as his stock goes, my stock goes. Slick, like ninja, 24-7. I love that. Says, we know Shannon can't keep his players healthy, so why blame the leaders for not practicing? Maybe they are doing the smart thing. You guys are the best. Yeah, that's that's
1: actually a fair
0: point. When you put it Very like that, flick like ninja. Touche. Uh, Touche. Mike Monahan says Grant equals uh, Nostra. Nostra Wrong. <laughs> That's I actually like pretty it. clever. Appreciate it. Andy says Jesse, where are where do you get your hats? They go hard
1: everywhere. now I I just I'm constantly looking at hats and just seeing what's available. So it depends on the hat and when when they're available. I guess
0: that was him saying I'm not telling you who my plug is. No, or, it's just I get you're... it. Sorry. <laughs> There ain't that many to go around, baby. If you and you want don't need more to know. specifics. Fanatics, you can go to
1: fanatics, there you, you can go to uh, the NFL shop. Sometimes I find them like on Etsy, like people make them or whatever. The one that people like the most, you're never you're not gonna find anymore. This one here, the legacy with the Jerry Rice, Joe Montana. Everybody asks about this one. And the people that made it, they made it on they were like an Etsy shop. They don't make it anymore. So
0: good luck. Yeah, sorry. Vintage. Wave nine, because it feels like they're letting the media say whatever about Trey. They're setting up Brock's downfall. You see how Kittle acts all buddy-buddy with Trey Lance. Man, I love how people read into this weird situation in so many different ways. I didn't see that, but I... No, I didn't well,
1: Schefter was on your boy's show, um, Pat McAfee, and <laughs> and had some some words about the quarterback situation and to me, it all seems speculative. So I, I don't know. It's hard to know what's it when you've got an insider that comes on and gives opinions. It's really hard to decipher what's opinion and what what is actually being heard. So I don't know.
0: The coach says Pat Mahomes admitted he didn't even know how to read defense his first couple years Andy yep. held his hand and nurtured him. Vic blossomed under Reed as well. True. Best he ever did was with him. Also, you got to look at McNabb. He always was successful under uh, Reed. And then as soon as he left, Reed was just awful. Um, mm-hmm. That's And then Alex Smith had his best years under Andy Reed by far. Um, that's
1: another. Andy one. Reed is what everybody thought Holmgren was because of Brett Favre.
0: Well, I was just going to mention that. The thing about <laughs> Holmgren, Holmgren was legit too. And what Favre said was, early on in his career he didn't even know what a nickel defense was
1: like, no idea he's like, like three he, years he, in yeah. he's like that was a nickel defense
0: like andy retakes quarterbacks who don't necessarily like have the cerebral part of the game all the way down and makes the game easy for them where kyle shanahan turns a position into like a, a freaking like phd contest. it's like <laughs> yeah, you does, have to have a dissertation does. on everything like coverages and protections and it's like dude i'm 23 i don't know what I'm looking at. (laughs) I played in the big 12. Okay. Yeah. So you're going to have to help me out here. I'm with you coach. Well, he just
1: won't draft players or prefers not to draft players that don't have, there was a reason why he didn't look at even look Justin Fields way. It wasn't because Justin Fields wasn't good. It was because he didn't have the, the verbose playbook and you know, all those other things down. He didn't play from under center. So Kyle's like, "Ah, I don't got time for any of this. Like you got to have all (laughs) the other stuff done.
0: It's like, all right. <laughs> the coach says, can we stop assuming Kyle, uh, quote unquote, missed on all these quarterbacks? Maybe some of them said no, but were professional enough to keep it private. Interesting. That is interesting. People talk about how they, you know, how Trey Lance grew on them, how they gave him tests and cognitive tests and personality tests. That's true. And I can see Trey Lance really knocking those out of the park. What about someone like Mac Jones? You know what I'm saying? Like, what about those tests for him? What about like a face-to-face interview? Like, no one talks about that. Maybe it's none of our uh, business, but what if there's, like, a, another side of the coin, like, two sides of a relationship? Everyone's thinking what, what Kyle wants. What about what about he finding someone that actually meshes with him? And maybe that's hard.
1: Yeah. I mean— He's negative as tough. hell. It's tough because we don't know what happened with Tom Brady. Did Tom Brady actually really want to come here, or did he not want to come here? Because it sounds like he was a lock to go to the Raiders, Major? potentially, not the 49ers. Interesting. Interesting. And the MFR he was talking about was Derek Carr, so
0: I don't know. Interesting. Chris Telerico says, you doing a call-in show this weekend for you? I will. I paid too much today to live rent-free in Rob's head for a few days, and I want to continue the conversation. <laughs> Chris? You are on you, him today. Yeah, man. You, you've you been donating for a while, but today was like your, your day. It was your coming yeah. out party. It was your i mean god love rob but chris you were the envy you you carried that show and i you know i just pretty much like you were you 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 had rob's feelings and emotions chris pouring gasoline on it and me just kind of like throwing little matches (laughs) Boom, boom, boom but it was all chris man thank you very much chris appreciate it and thank you rob for being a good support on your own show Anoop says is there any chance jed york will hire an experienced oc akin to Steve Wilkes and strip Kyle of his play sheet approach. Yes equals Super Bowl, no equals Zero plus.
1: chance.
0: Zero chance. Do you remember? Okay, this chance. is Kyle Shanahan. This is Kyle Shanahan. When you tell him what to do. Okay, remember when he was the offensive of coordinator in Cleveland? And that clip of Patton saying, run the ball. And my, and and Kyle goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remember that? That look he gave? That look? Yeah. Yeah. Do I have to? <laughs> and penn's like all right man do whatever you want to do and he calls pass and and it scores and and everyone's like, oh kyle's a freaking genius like that's how he acts when you tell him what to do you can't tell him what to do you have to just give him the whole team but you know harbaugh was the same way except he wouldn't give you that little look he would like get in your face so i don't know up to up to you you on passive aggressive or aggressive aggressive harbaugh was aggressive aggressive kyle's passive aggressive yeah yeah
1: that look though is so true. He did do that.
0: Do I have to? Matthew Sanders says Kittle was the guy who benefited the most from Brock's improvisation. If Brock gets put in a box by Kittle this year, Kittle will also regress. Bet. Bet. Yeah. No, Bet. that's true. It's true. It's very true. Kittle's production kind of depends on Brock. I agree. Put in a box by Kyle, I. Coached away from improv. I wow. think we knew it. Yeah, I mean, meant. the best thing Brock does is roll left. Honestly. Like anytime he rolls left, I'm like, okay, here we go. But if he has to stay in the pocket, I'm like, I'm not worried if I'm rooting against him, which I don't. But I'm just saying, like, if I were another team I'm, and he's in the pocket, I'm like, yeah, we could probably handle this. Once he rolls left, I'm like, oh, shit. All right. Sure, this could go over. on for a long... This could go on for, like, five or six, seven seconds. Like, he's very creative and calm. He sees the field decently. And he sees it better from outside the pocket than inside the pocket. And he could throw the ball away or scramble a little bit. Like, yeah, I feel like you're almost at his mercy a little bit once he breaks out. But if you know he's going left, you can freaking prevent it. I'm just... That's, that's a huge tendency. I want to see what the league does with that.
1: It's a huge the tendency. Com- the comment, though, that Purdy said about, oh, I just need to kind of play within Kyle's offense more is a bit concerning for me because Curry. Purdy, don't turn Purdy into Jimmy. I got to be Kirk Cousins. Oh, I got to be Jimmy. Oh, please don't yeah. do that. Please, please don't do that to him.
0: Khalil Carroll says, Jesse, where's the fresh cut? Grant, you the goat. Oh, it's uh, you know, I
1: got it. Being it's there's right a bird, there's a It's a a, go.
0: Wave nine says Hargrave should help Bosa not get tired out. True. Agree. Theoretically.
1: But so should have Armstead and Buckner and right. D. Ford and I don't know. It's true. It's a good point. Although that was that was his rookie year. He didn't necessarily know how to play through a whole season and he had to go all the way to the Super Bowl. So maybe things are different now. I, I think they also he don't knows have a ton of quality depth how to be ready on D lineup. Sorry. They, they don't. But they, they don't. don't.
0: They really don't. Jay Figgs Ramon says, top two plays of 2023, Niners are running McCaffrey and Lance up the middle. Yeah. Pretty much. Good times. Can't wait for that. How many guys is Kyle Shannon going to get hurt running between the tackles this year? Don't know. Mason Wright says, Jesse, I know you're from Oregon. Do you have any interest in covering the Blazers?
1: I used to write for... Uh a local publication out there when I lived in Portland about the Blazers, but no, not now.
0: Jesse, are we completely overlooking the Rams?
1: I think we might be for this reason. As constructed, no. But Grant, if I told you that two out of the three players between Hopkins, Cook, and Ngakwe ended up with the Rams, would you be surprised at all? No. And would that change your outlook on them if they got two of those three players? Like, would you, the Rams are that, the way I feel about them,
0: as long as cup and Stafford are healthy, I feel like they can fill in the rest, but they weren't last year. Like Stafford was hurt and then cup went down and it was over. But if those two guys are healthy, I mean, all they need is someone like they need one more wide receiver who can run a little bit, who could sort of do the, like the Odell Beckham role, not even prime Odell Beckham. Allen Robinson was a joke. But that was a I weird. think they could find someone like Skoronic, isn't it? Although I do like the Skaronic at fullback thing for them.
1: That was interesting. Who's their other wide receiver, though? He's decent.
0: Uh,
1: Van Jefferson. Jefferson, yeah. He was He's
0: in and decent. out last year, too. He's decent. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, the, the Rams, I mean, the 49ers own the Rams, right? And I understand that. And I think as constructed, yes, the Rams are like a seven, eight win team. But man, you see guys like Hopkins, Cook, and Ngocwe out there. I'm like, they're going to find a way to get two or three of these guys. And if they do, like if they get two out of the three, man, all of a sudden they're right in the mix out of nowhere. And that's like the Rams' MO. Oh, we don't have any picks to trade. We'll just go sign cheap guys that are really good. How about that? I, I can't imagine that they're done right now. Like a team that is two years off of Super Bowl. Do you think McVay and Donald stuck around to not be decent this year? I, I just, maybe I'm wrong. I, it just feels like it's trending in that direction.
0: You know what I like about the Rams? They have a Super Bowl winning quarterback who's going to be around for the whole offseason. Mm. Niners don't have that. No. The Niners are one of a few teams in the league that have a, has a quarterback who's going to start week one, probably, who's going to have next to no offseason. How many other teams are doing that this year other than the Niners? They're like, you know what? Screw the offseason. You're starting as soon as you're ready. How many of the teams are doing that? Any? Maybe? Maybe Arizona? Maybe? No? No, because
1: Kyler's not going to start. He's not going to start with one.
0: So it's like just Mm. the Niners. And it's like, obviously, there's a reason other teams don't do it because it's a bad idea. But the Niners are so confident, arrogant. I don't know what the word is that you want to pick. Like, it's all going to work out. Brock's great. And we're great. So we can just break all the rules. The unwritten rules. Anyway, <laughs> I think there's a. I, I think you are, the Niners are overlooking the Rams to an extent, um, because if the Niners are playing Sam Donald, they're going to lose the Rams. I'm calling that.
1: Oh, if they play Sam Donald,
0: yes, they're going to lose yes. the Rams. And I, I, we don't really know what Brock's going to do this year. They keep talking like, oh, it's cool. The Rams
1: started to look halfway decent towards the tail end of last year when a lot of guys weren't playing and that Baker Mayfield, at quarterback, and we know how not good Baker Mayfield is. So again, I'm not scared of the Rams, especially as constructed, but I just, I don't know. This whole thing seems kind of weird. I I just, I can't imagine them sitting back and doing nothing and just playing this season out with this roster. I I just, something about this seems like, eh couple of these guys have the Rams written all over them.
0: Okay. So I said some things this morning with Rob about the Niners and the Seahawks. And you'd like to me to clarify my takes. And I'm willing to. Yeah. Well,
1: I, wanna, yeah. I wanted to ask you about Shanahan in particular. So, mm-hmm. okay. Do you think Shanahan is a top 15 coach in the NFL? Head coach? Yeah, I would say so. Do you think he's top
0: 10? I mean, I would have to say so. Like, he's put together a good team. He has a good coaching staff. He has good defense. He has good players. He's made it far. He's had a lot of success the last four years. But I have a tough time ranking him top five or putting him over guys who have won Super Bowl. I could rank him ahead of Mike McCarthy. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, he won a Super Bowl, but, like, you suck. Sorry. Uh, You're not good.
1: So you probably have him in, like, that 8 to 10 range, potentially.
0: I think that's fair. Yeah. And when people put him up higher than that, it's like, okay, like, based on what? You know, not not something he's accomplished, something you think he's going to accomplish, a projection. And that's what I think with, with Kyle. I feel like he's, the kind of people who love, love Kyle are the kind of people that maybe have a little chip on their shoulder, and they like to show you how much they know about football by showing you how much Kyle knows about football. And when they can explain Kyle's genius, what they're really doing is explaining their own genius because they understand it. When the rest of the world is yeah. like, man, this guy's a little inconsistent. I don't really think everything he does adds up. They're like, no, 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 you just don't get it. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, but you do. Okay, thanks a lot. Because you call him on the phone and talk to him at night. So I just do understand what people say. He's like the second best co- head coach in the league. Here's my thing with the Niners. I feel like I picked the Seahawks to win the division. I think the Seahawks are better than them. But at the same time, I think the Niners sh- uh, should be expected to win the Super Bowl. Like, And here's what why. Who you think has a better roster? Co- coaches aside, scheme aside, all that. Just player for player who has a better roster. Let me explain. I can't answer it like that, but I'm going to answer your question. I feel like the 49ers roster is flawed. Okay. Like if you add up all the talent, maybe on a scale, it has more. than, But their roster is flawed. And here's what I mean. Um, they really do a good job with a lot of quarterbacks when they're kept in a clean pocket. Like Jimmy, Brock, Trey. If they can just keep the, the pocket clean, the Niners are great. Like Those quarterbacks light it up, but they don't really care about doing that. They, they care more about their outside zone run game than keeping their quarterbacks upright. And they just chalk it up to bad luck. But like pass protection is not something that is really important to them. And if it were, they would have addressed right tackle. The fact that they didn't address right tackle at all this year is such— it's the, the perfect microcosm of their flawed roster. They think it's a perfect roster. They think they have the best roster in the league. They think they have a top three, two, one coach in the league. And so what I say is, okay, if, if you're right that your roster has no flaws, the way you build it is right, and your coach is that good, why have you not won a Super Bowl? What, 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 what's taking you so long? Like bad luck? You're going to tell me bad luck? Like no, it doesn't make any sense. You should win it right now. But what I say is, you have major flaws, and you're going to always be in the mix. But you know, you can't keep your quarterback healthy. You don't value. Pass protection. Your team is always among the 10 most injured teams in the league. You overuse your starting running back every year and get him hurt. Uh, and you don't really manage the game that well either. If you had just thrown the flag on that fourth down in Philly, the whole game could have unfolded differently. So those are my issues with the 49ers. Then I look at Seattle and, like, yeah, they're an up and coming team and they're really young, but I know Pete Carroll can put together a Super Bowl winning team because he's done it. He's done it. I don't know that Kyle can do that. And I'm looking at his formula and I think it has problems. It does seem like Seattle,
1: for the most part, under Pete Carroll, has either overperformed like Russell Wilson's rookie year, second year, whatever, and then Geno Smith last year, or they've lived up to expectation. Mm-hmm. Like when they had the Legion of Boom and they looked like the best team in the league, they ended up being the best team in the league. They lived up fully to expectation. Mm-hmm. And then the next year it looked like they could do it again. And they were this close mm-hmm. and they lost to to the Patriots. Now now the, the play call there you could put you could definitely no put on Carroll, right? Like no they, doubt. That's
0: a fluff. for sure. Yep. Definitely yep. should have
1: called something different. We I think we oh. all agree there, but they do tend to live up to expectation. And so it is interesting because I think a lot of people that that just go to bat crazy for Kyle and act like he's perfect certainly will also then say that the 49ers are the best team in the league and have the best mm-hmm. roster. And then but when they don't win again. It's not Kyle's fault. It's some. That's what so I'm saying. If they How have the can best you team say the roster is good? Then How, whose fault is it?
0: Yeah, if he, if the roster is good and he's just good, then what's the problem, man? And like, yeah. I feel like when you put it to people like that, that really like Kyle, their their brain explodes. They're like, well, that's not a fair question.
1: Yeah. Well, well then well, they start looking at situation by situation.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, well, Brock Purdy well, got hurt
1: and. Uh Jimmy yeah. Jim, I mean Jimmy wasn't any good and then uh you know he wasn't the the head coach in Atlanta and it's all it's always this and this and this and this and right this.
0: parsing and parsing and excuses and excuses like yeah okay. Yeah So
1: I I understand it I just I think also and you and I've had these conversations that's why I wanted to get clarification because we both also agree that Kyle does a lot of really good things I personally oh, had yeah. Kyle, I think, seventh is, is a head coach, which I think was pretty fair. That sounds pretty sounds fair. like you've got him close to that, fair. eight to ten, maybe. And yeah. I don't think that's unfair until you do win a Super Bowl. I don't, you know. Yeah. I think that's right and where it should be. If
0: he were to win a Super Bowl, his ranking would skyrocket. Oh, and that Sky, just shows how would, much Super Bowls matter. They do
1: matter. Yes. Yes. You really do. He would he would blow past the if you're iffy between him and Harbaugh. If you're iffy between him and Tomlin,
0: it would validate the last four years. Like he yeah. did, he he really was on the doorstep. He really was yeah. about to do it. It just he had some bad luck and he needed some things yep. to break his way. But he figured it out. Like it would validate his whole career. Huge yep. one one. Yeah. So let's That's see. All do it man. Takes. This year, just one. It just takes one. Honestly, if he won the Super Bowl this year, it would be him, Andy Reid. I mean, you could even, people be saying like, yeah, what has Bill Belichick done recently, huh? I mean, you know, no, that's I, true. I mean, honestly, right now, he might be yeah. ahead of
1: Bill Belichick if he has a ring. In this very moment. But that, until then, a then he ain't.
0: You. Until yeah. then, he's nowhere near Bill Belichick. But that all could change in a year. That's until how then,
1: you aren't.
0: Yeah, in your face, <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> but I'm the champ. Number one. Forever, <laughs> Ever. No matter what. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see what else people have to say and then we'll get out of here. We'll get up out of here. Um Yup. Rod Simmons, give a bold prediction this year, Niners passing game. Ayuk leads the team in catches and targets. Did he do that last year? Because he called himself the fourth option. I don't think he's gonna, I think he's gonna be the, the number one option this year. Ayuk. Okay. Uh
1: I think, and it's not going to all come from one quarterback. I don't think any quarterback, I'll give you two. No quarterback throws for over 4,000 yards, but three receivers slash tight ends go over 1,000.
0: I like that. I like that. I like that. Damian Jasso says, Grant, is this a run back of 2019 or is this a new team with something to prove? See, to me, 2019 was a new team with something to prove. No one expected that team to be great. Uh, and when they were like 8-0, and people were on ESPN and NFL Network were like, pretenders, pretenders, pretenders. Like, yeah, yeah. Ever since then, everyone's been all in on the Niners bandwagon. People don't want to make that mistake again. I I th- kind of think the Niners would benefit from the media turning on them, being like, you know what? Frauds. That brings out the best in them for whatever reason, but First year. people have been patting them on the back for like three years. I I
1: will say the moment they got CMC and got rid of Jimmy... It's, it's not the run it back squad anymore. It's not, it's not exactly that. It's different. That's a better point. That's
0: a better point. Jay says, trade Kyle. Belichick hasn't been the same since Brady left. Need a franchise quarterback. And Kyle is clueless in that department draft. Caleb Williams. Now that's a good point. Who cares about the virtues of a coach who can't find, develop, or protect a quarterback? Don't tell me what he does well. That's all you need to know. Yeah,
1: I mean, would we have the same thoughts about Belichick if Brady hadn't been there? Would we have the same thoughts about Walsh if he hadn't gotten Montana? And and obviously, they deserve credit for that. But it's hard to do. It's very hard to do. And those guys proved out that right. they could do it at least once. It is Actually, Walsh did it multiple times, multiple but times. at least once. And that's what makes your career. You You're eventually, I mean, you're tied to a quarterback usually at some point. And Kyle hasn't had a quarterback to be tied to because he doesn't find the quarterback. That is and that's, what, and that's,
0: what you, that's what he falls back on. His supporters fall back on. Like, okay, well, it's hard to find a quarterback. Yeah. Uh huh. That's why it's really important to find someone who can do it. Okay. I'll say really this important.
1: I believe in Kyle so much that I believe there's actually a strong possibility. That in that scenario, if for that season you had switched him and Lafleur and put Kyle on Green Bay in 2019, they might have been better than the 49ers. That's how good I think Kyle is. But Kyle needs the quarterback, and until he has that, he's not. It's not going to be enough to win a Super Bowl, in my opinion.
0: I'd like to see Kyle and Aaron Rodgers try to coexist. I think that'd be funny as hell. But (laughs) Lafleur to to me came across as submissive. Like, hey man, whatever you want to do, you want to give me, you want to make me look stupid, you want to look at me and. I'll just stand here like an idiot and you want to yeah. change the play. Like I'll just stand here like an idiot. Like I'm just happy to have you on my team. Like Kyle's not that kind of guy. Like I'd love to see Aaron Rodgers change the play on Kyle. I would love to see that. Matthew Sanders says, thank you guys. I uh, think you guys are vastly overrating how happy Seattle fans are with Carroll. He was on the outs and mortgaged the team when Gino saved it. He was teetering. Yeah. The way I looked at it was half the fan base was on Russell Wilson side. Half the fan base was on Pete Carroll's side. Pete Carroll ended up being right, and now I think that fan base is all back in lockstep. What do you think? I mean, he put
1: everything on the line. What What more do you want from him? If If his back was against the wall, he didn't just sit back and let things happen to him. Like, well, my back's already against the wall. I can't send out Russell Wilson. No, he's like, I'm doubling down. If my back's against the wall, I'm going to make something happen. And he did, and he was right. And so now he's fine. So. I don't know. I mean, that's that to me is is a sign of a really good head coach.
0: Official BNA Music eighty eight says, "You found Jesse." I thought he went looking for the Titanic. <laughs> oh man, dude! Ugh. I really been avoiding that story. It Gives me anxiety. Just it, about I
1: it. know I can't. Ugh. Doesn't it? Feel I didn't like even like know about it until my wife brought it? it up.
0: Oh God! Just the worst. It's and awful, awful. Wave nine says Seattle weaknesses: D line, ours is O line. No, that's they interesting. Had, but they yeah. added some players to their D-line this year. They got Draymond Jones. He's a really good player. I mean, Fangio developed him.
1: They I, are better, but I don't think it's a strength still. Like, the 49ers yeah. offensive line might be a little bit better than last right. year, but it's still yeah, not necessarily a yeah, yeah, strength, right. right? Yeah, they build front
0: back to front. You're right. Timothy Glander says, What would it take to truly humble Kyle for growth? That ship has sailed. That ship has sailed. Dude. This dude is like 43, 44 years old. He probably has a hundred million dollars. It's over. It's over, man. He's got all the national media, all the local media saying he's the genius, best coach. Oh, he's like, Grant doesn't think I'm that great. You know what? I'm gonna prove Grant wrong. He doesn't care. <laughs> he's been he's got a never ending course of people telling him that he's the greatest right now, including his boss, which is the most important thing. So. That's
1: the hard part, though. When you when you get somebody with those personality types that maybe you don't vibe with, that's what makes them great, and that's also can be their downfall. And it's just like, what? How do you capitalize on it being their strengths and go out and win the whole thing? That's what you've got to figure out. That's the hard part.
0: Papa Phil says we've done nothing to improve our offensive line. Shake my head. How, how will we win in the playoffs? Trey area stand up. It's just crazy. Like. You look at Purdy's numbers from a clean pocket, they're off the charts. And it's not because he's great, but, like, I mean, the design's good, the players are good. Like, if you could just block it up, the offense would be great. But it's not an emphasis. Brother Bob says, been a fan since Walsh, Montana, Eddie D. days, uh, when it was the last, when it was Super Bowl or bust. Being competitive but losing is still losing. If Kyle wins a Super Bowl, then he's elite. Um agree. That's I put hard. out a a question a poll today on Twitter who's a better head coach, Marv Levy or George Seifert. And I feel like that kind Yeah, that's what I said. But my cousin said Marv Levy and a lot of uh, Jack Hammer said Marv Levy and I feel like it kind of reveals oh. where you stand on the debate like what's more important? Being in the mix, being in four consecutive Super Bowls and not winning any of them or actually winning some. Yeah. I I, I, no. I, I want guys who I, finish I want the, the job. Yeah. I want to hear the excuse. Vincent Campos says, Jesse, you are depressing me two days in a row. (laughs) Well, let's end right there. Thank you very much, Vincent. (laughs) Jesse has a show right now. Right now. Is it on your channel or or Larry's?
1: No, it's on Larry's. So if you want to be really depressed, go for the three spot and come over to Larry Kruger's channel. I'm going to be there next. (laughs) All
0: right. Uh, Thanks for watching, everyone. I'll be back tomorrow with Coach. Peace.